Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I'm coming for all of you! Right now, there's a 15-year-old sophomore in high school who has no idea they're studying nursing just so they can wipe my ass in 17 years. I'm 50 and single. That's a fantastic combination. I'm going to spend my golden years dating a handful of spit and a jug of Astroglide. Hey, what's happening? Mike Schmidt, 40-year-old boy podcast. Folks, you know what I've decided? And uh, it's going to sound harsh, maybe, or it might just sound like something that you've already known about me all of this uh, time, and I'm just discovering myself. I wish you would have called me or sent me an email to let me know of this. Uh, folks, I'm a bad uncle. There, I've said it. I'm just going to say it right now. I am not a great uncle. I am not. Uh, I think I talked about it last week about how I, <laughs> I have to check on my nieces who are here in town. And uh, they are staying at my uh, my brother's house because they, uh, well, why not? Why wouldn't they? He's their dad. I would assume that that's where they'd stay. They're not going to stay at my place. Although they reached out to me. All right, so here's the deal. I mean, I, you know, uh, they were, they're here and then Lenny uh, has work sometimes. So he's like, hey, could you go ahead and look in on them? Could you check on them periodically? And I said, of course I can. That's why I, I live for this, as a matter of fact. Um and, and these girls are lovely girls. They're my nieces. And again, I love them uh, dearly. Dearly seems strong. Uh, I love them. <laughs> they're new. I mean, I, they're, they're totally new to me. Not new. I mean, I've only just started getting to know them uh, the past couple of years, right? Uh, because there was, a, you know, there was a falling out between me and their dad to the point where they, they literally, this is, all right, this is completely true. Uh, you may know that my brother Lenny and I, we didn't talk for a long time. Uh, I think it was 12 years. I think it was the, was the amount of them. I think that's 2000. Yeah. About 12, maybe a little longer. Might've been 14. Uh, could have been 18 years. We're still not talking. Uh, he doesn't exist. My brother, I don't have a brother. <laughs> I never had a brother. God damn it. Um, so we didn't, we didn't talk for the longest time because we had a falling out and there were things. I'll tell you what, if you haven't bought my CD, The Big Angry, you should pick it up because it would explain a lot of this stuff. You would go ahead and say to yourself, because yeah, a lot of those people are out there right now who have listened to it or saw my first one-man show, you're like, we totally understand this, Mike. But if you're new to this game, if you're new, if you're just stepping up, first of all, you missed all the good stuff. I'm going to tell you that if you're just joining now in year 10, A, I envy you because you have so many great things to go and listen to on the YouTube channel. And uh, B, where the fuck have you been, man? What the fuck? Now you're showing up. Now you're joining the show in, in year 10. I've been doing this for nine. I've been doing, well, not nine years, 10 years. I've been doing it for 10 years. 10 years, said Jeremy Piven and fucking gross point blank. Uh, and I've been doing this for that long. And where the fuck have you been out there listening to fucking Serial or, uh, or Mark Marin or one of those other guys out there doing successful podcasts that people care about and love? Um, because podcasting is huge now, folks. Oh, my God, it's a giant industry. It is a bulldozer. It's coming for you. It's coming at you live unlike uh, anything you've ever seen before. Uh, and I've, I've been in it for 10 years and I, here's what I get to read. I get to read about this new thing called podcasting. That's always fun. I can imagine it's like a doctor 
was doing uh, surgeries that were really complicated, but he was doing things and saving lives. And then one guy comes along and they're like, hey, look at this fancy-ass doctor who's doing all the cool things. And he's like, hey, I invented this shit a while ago. I invented tumors. And not only did I invent them, I started taking them out. That's how I did. That's how I handled my business. So that's how I've been. I've been doing it for 10 years, dudes. I've been online taking out tumors. I've been taking out podcasting tumors. And now everyone shows up with buckets of cash for all these other important people. And uh, and I, I got to tell you, it's... Uh, I'm a podcasting guy. I don't exist if it was not for podcasting. What would I be doing? Middling still somewhere? Fucking opening? Doing whatever the fuck? The only reason you know me is because of the internet. The only reason you know me is because of podcasting. Case in point, this is a podcast. I don't want to alarm you folks. But this is absolutely a podcast. Um, and look, I don't begrudge anybody their their chance at making the, the big dough. I don't, I don't begrudge anybody their chance to step up. But, uh, you know, I just like I just saw that Amy Schumer. Did I talk about this last week? I swear to God, I did. If not, it's because I've been talking to everybody about it. I talked to my trainer uh, and other because I, I, when I say everybody, by the way, I, I talked to five people because I don't see fucking anybody at all. Uh, last Wednesday, I was talking to my our listener, Ben. Ben's a really cool guy. He was, uh, you know, I, I wound up. Uh, it was funny. Ben invited me. He'd, he'd been invited me to his house for like a, a, a manix party. Because uh, there ain't no party like a Mannix party because a Mannix party don't stop, motherfuckers. That's right. You just get some Lalo Schifrin cranked in your face. You see Mannix do some goddamn karate. And you see Peggy be the worst actress of all time and somehow still win an Emmy because she was black and they felt bad, I guess. Is that the only reason? She's a, Watch any episode of Mannix. His secretary is absolutely the weak link. And she's got a kid somewhere and she's always in the office. It's just a, it's just a goddamn mess. But for some reason, that actress won an Emmy. Uh, because she, she was able to look harrowed. She was able to look completely uh, saddened by anything that Maddox did. She, uh, Maddox, no Maddox, Maddox. Uh, you know what? I gotta be honest with you. Ben invited me over to watch Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie's son Maddox. He had a, he had a party just to go ahead and watch Maddox. And he's got a closed circuit thing where he just peeks in on the kid. What's he like 18 now? Uh, 11? I don't fucking know. And I who knows? I, they got fucking 8,000 kids. I don't even know how they handled that breakup. It was like Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. Here's my, <laughs> here's how I think it went. All right, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie got together, and uh, that dude was railing Angelina Jolie. I mean, it's just, and and she seems uh, uncomplicated, doesn't she? When you really uh, see her out there, and that the Brad Pitt isn't uh, uncomplicated. He's a fucking star. All those people are. They've all got their own set of fucking circumstances that nobody wants to wade into. I'm sure they're all just fucking. I'm sure they're a delight. Let's let's you know what? Let's abridge everything and just say I'm sure they're all a delight. However, when Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie went, well, this isn't working out because I'm crazy and you're also crazy. But the good thing is we're both rich. Let's fucking take off. They sat down and they thought to themselves, well, you know, we do have. 71 children. That seems high, but yet we went ahead and did that. How did we accumulate all of these children? We were out being Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Then we come home, we got three more kids. What the fuck? You know what we should do? Here's a, here's a listen of your uh, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. Lock the fucking gate. All right? Like, you keep your doors and windows locked because you keep waking up and, uh, and like, Santa keeps coming in with fucking refugees from Ethiopia and leaving them in your goddamn tree and you're like, oh, yeah, I guess we'll just feed them because we're rich. And, again, if you're rich, take care of everybody. As you know, I, like, if I was going to be rich, I told you, if I was going to win the Powerball, if I was going to make a fuck ton of money, uh, I'm just going to buy all the dogs and give them to all the kids. Uh, I, I, I'll buy, I'll buy sick dogs. I'll buy happy dogs. I'll buy sad dogs. I'll buy, and I'll bring them to able-bodied kids or sick kids or anybody. I will just, all the dogs will go to all the kids. I will come to a children's hospital. I'll have a flute. 
I'll be very much like a Pied Piper. I'll have my own Boston Terrier on my shoulder, and it'll just be like, and a million dogs will just swarm the children's hospital, and it'll just be smiles. It'll just be smiles and happiness. Smiles, everyone. Smiles. Mr. Rourke. I'll be the Mr. Rourke. I'll be like the Fantasy Island proprietor for for cancerous kids. Uh, which, by the way, I saw them at Coachella. Not a good band. Not you know. Not if you're going to be naming yourself cancerous kids you really better bring it on stage. I mean, you've got to really back it up because if you're going to go ironically disgusting, you really go to have, got to have some musical chops. And it just it just didn't work. It's like anal cunt. You know what I mean? That band, uh, and by the way, I don't want to say that I liked them or not. And by, I don't even know why they're fresh in my memory. I, I don't know much about them other than one of their guys died. Like this week, the, it, dudes, just stay offline. If you're a grown person who's watching the news or reading a book, you don't have to see phrases like anal cunt guitarist dies in escalator mishap. That, that's just, that, that just seems like a bunch of words that just got thrown together in a puzzle and you've got to go ahead and sort it into something else. You know what I mean? There's no way anal cunt guitarist dies in escalator mishap is, uh, it's, that can't be real. But I saw it. I saw that sentence lurking. I saw it online over and over. You know who brought it to my attention? My nieces, because I'm a really good uncle. I said, hey, let's read this story out loud. Anal cunt guitarist killed in escalator mishap. Um... Fuck, what are we talking about? I went and did a million things. Oh, first of all, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. So they have 71 kids, right? They got a million fucking babies and and adults. That's the thing. They're they're adopting everybody, man. They're like like I said, I would I would buy all the dogs for all the kids. Well, they they went ahead and bought all the kids without any of the dogs. They decided not to buy any of the dogs. Although maybe she saves dogs too. I don't know. I, I, I are there any? Because there's some nutbag fucking PETA celebrities, right? Who are like, hey man, you can't eat that sandwich. It's made of dolphin or whatever the fuck. Uh, which is weird. Uh, who decides which dolphins we can eat and which dolphins we can't? Because Mahi Mahi's on a menu, right? I've had Mahi Mahi before, and that's dolphin. That's straight up porpoise. Uh, and I, I know I'm eating that thing. I'm eating flipper every time I bite into the fucking thing. Now, and by the way, don't, I don't want to make it sound like I'm eating dolphin all the goddamn time. That's not. It's not like I'm carving off chunks of porpoise for myself. Uh, what if I did? You know, oh, you ever see when they like cook a whole pig in the ground? What if we cooked a whole dolphin? People get mad or they just go, "This is delicious." Because, again, a lot of people do that thing where they cook a whole fish. I love that deal where they get a – it looks like they get a basically a backyard fence, but it's got a latch, and they put a whole fish inside of it, and they throw that on some coals, and they barbecue that up for you, and you're like, oh, man, I could tear off pieces of this salmon with my hands. And it goes straight to the brain pan, as Anthony Bourdain would say. You get some lemon, some salt, and some fish. That's a three-ingredient dish. Anthony Bourdain tells a story about it in his book Kitchen Confidential. said it's still one of the best meals he's ever eaten in his life. Now, that was when he wrote Kitchen Confidential. I would imagine now – uh, there's plenty of other things that he's eaten that are much better than this goddamn ingredient thing because he goes all over the goddamn place. He goes to Japan now. Uh, but he's also eaten things that are worse. So, I mean, I guess, you know, three ingredient, lemon, salt, and fish directly out of the sea, killed with a baseball bat or however the fuck they did it, is still twisted with rigor, as he describes it. When he would show up and his friends, they would listen to the salt and sea spray outside and they would just jam this fish in the oven. Then when it came out, they just tore it apart with their fa- fucking hands and they ate it. Uh, that sounds awesome. That sounds like a cool-ass thing that you'd want to do. But since then, also, you know, he's eaten goat penis like a million fucking times or whatever the fuck. Every time he goes to some other country, he's like, hey, and, and, and can we just, can we stop eating the penises, other countries? Uh, I, I know here we've got a, a real issue where we go ahead and we eat uh, things that we probably shouldn't. A lot of processed foods, a lot of Pringles. You know what? I gotta, fuck that. I'm going to take it back. I apologize, other countries. Eat all the goat penis you want. Just avoid the Pringles. we got a country here where we're eating like, dude... Seriously, how fucking gross is it that we eat Pringles? When you, when you, we always laugh. We're like, oh my god, these people are eating deep fried crickets and they're eating fucking goat penis. And uh, and but here, you know what? You know what? People are eating combos. 
that's fucking worse than goat penis. As a matter of fact, if you put like three combos in a row, that just looks like a goat penis. Honestly, it's got that red rocket dog thing happening because the combos of the fucking pepperoni pizza shit jammed inside the pretzel anyway. And that's just lurking. Uh, yeah, that's what, the, oh my God, any three combos, if you stitch them together, it just looks like a dog cock. So I'm like, what, do you, what the fuck? I don't care how crunchy and salty it is. Nobody needs it that bad. You ever have a combo? They have combos. They have like nacho cheese and, and fucking pepperoni pizza flavor and just... Those, it's just like eating a handful of fucking chalk. Oh, my God. It's like a pretzel stuffed with red chalk. That's all a pepperoni pizza combo is. So I can't, I can't fucking be mad at people. Because, again, in other countries, they're burying shit in the ground, and they eat it four days later. They're fucking, you know, they, they trap a fucking wallaby, and they eat its eyes. Uh, but, again, in this country, we're eating Takis. So, I mean, who the fuck are we to say anything? We can't say anything against these fucking people. Walk down there. Dude, a Funyun. Funyuns are not of this earth. Funyuns are, and Funyuns are delicious, but Funyuns are absolutely a question mark, a coin flip. Funyuns are something you should never put into your goddamn body. They're not natural. They're not good for you at all. Even the, even the fucking bag looks like a nuclear alert. It's got that weird, sick, off-green color. It's just warning you. The Funyuns, is just, it's just a bag of warning. It literally is a warning bag filled with things you should never put inside yourself. Even your heart. When you're, if you ever walk through and you see a Funyun bag and you're just like, ah, oh, you know what, I gotta get some Funyuns. Your heart, it just, it wants to stop itself. It wants to skip a beat. It wants to do something to make you fall on the ground and not eat Funyuns because holy fuck, all you're doing, it's a slow death. As I've mentioned, poison. Poison, man. We're putting it all inside of ourselves. But not now. I've changed my life. That's a lie. I'm eating goat penis and combos all goddamn day long. So Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, man, they've got all these kids. And then uh, they, the shit hits the fan. I don't know what happens. Uh, Brad bangs a nanny, which uh, it's always seems to be the thing. You know, rich guys, man, they just they got a hard on for nannies. Like all of them. They just wind up fucking working the nanny. Ben Affleck and Schwarzenegger. No, I don't want to cast aspersions on Brad Pitt because I'm speaking off the top of my head here. I mean, he might not have banged the... He, oh, he didn't, you know what? I don't think he banged the nanny. I think he banged Marianne Cotillard, if, that, if that's true. And it could be, who might be a nanny for somebody now. Maybe she had a kid. I don't fucking know. But didn't he rail her? Like, he was in some war movie that nobody ever saw. What happened to Brad Pitt? He used to be in fucking brilliant projects over and over and over, and all of a sudden, he disappears. He's in, like, fucking nine straight-to-Netflix war movies because he got to pay for that divorce. That's why. That's what it was. You know why? 71 fucking kids. That'll get you out of the house and get you working on a bunch of motherfucking things because you got to buy 71 pairs of fucking sneakers when school comes rolling around. You're going to put these kids on, and you got to pay for it. Dude, you got to buy several buses. you got to buy a fleet of buses to take these kids to and from school. That's uh, that's probably a presumption on my part. i got to think that Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt's kids are not being bused to school. They're not. You know why? Because George Wallace wouldn't allow it. <laughs> he stepped up. He said, no, thank you. No busing. We cannot bring all these Cambodian kids into our fucking schoolyard. Uh, and then Maddox was furious. He turned the bus around. Uh, he's heard the space, spent the decks are running, and he spun those buses around. That's a song called The Sink the Bismarck, which is, an, I think I may have quoted that on here many times before, because it was a 45 from when I was a kid, and I said to myself, oh, God, I love this song. And then I grew up. Let's take a breath. Let's go ahead and swallow. That might have been a smacky swallow. I didn't mean to make that a smacky swallow. I apologize. I heard uh, somebody this week complaining about podcasts and the noise of, uh, and the smacking spit, and I'm just like, I... Yeah, I know. I don't have a dump button, man. I just don't. And by the way, here's here's me. I'm arguing with this person. This literally, this person was speaking on a national level, talking about podcasts and hearing that noise in there in the fucking microphone. And I made it about me, even though it clearly was not about me. This person's never met me. They've never listened to me, even though I've been on for ten fucking years, man. 
Uh, so Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, they sat down, you know, and again, he, like I said, I, it wasn't a nanny, because, uh, you know what, he can't rail the nanny, she's very busy. Uh, the, 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 the nanny to the 71 uh, Pitt Jolie children, she is running ragged, so she's got no time to get fucking worked by goddamn Brad Pitt. And that's, that's saying something, by the way, if you're a lady who doesn't have time to get worked by Brad Pitt, you either care a lot about your job, or you're just, uh, you're just caught up in it. You're just, you're just, you're just swimming in Pitt Jolie kid diapers, and you got no chance to even turn around and see a Brad Pitt cop in your eye uh you can't even and you, you, he could be you know what he could be throwing a pass at you and you wouldn't even fucking know it because you're so fucking beat from taking care of the 71 kids you imagine packing 71 lunches every goddamn night oh christ getting 71 packages of zingers and by the way that's another thing you go caca in whatever fucking country afghanistan or morocco whatever good for you bury it and steam it and pull it out and, and, and eat it bite the head off eat the balls whatever the fuck because again we're eating zingers in this country we eat, we eat fucking cake wrapped in fake raspberry rugs. That, that's all a zinger is. Zinger is a, uh, if you don't want to, it's a, it's a cake. It's like a Twinkie. It's like they said, you know what? We like Twinkies. What if we fucked up a Twinkie with a bunch of shit on top of it? So, and again, I, by the way, zingers taste exactly like my childhood. Oh my fucking God. Uh, and not even like the, pl- you know, cause they have the plain zingers. They got the yellow zingers with this yellow frosting. And then they got the uh, chocolate zingers with the chocolate frosting. But do again, the only zinger, when you say zinger to me, there's only one zinger that I'm talking about. And it's the goddamn raspberry coconut zinger. It is just, it is like they took a Twinkie. And they wrapped it in an oven mitt made out of raspberry and coconut. Oh my Christ! It's it's just it's swaddled in there. It's almost like it's like the shroud of Turin for a cake. It's like they took a cake and they wrapped it in the shroud of Turin, and uh, and that makes sense too, by the way, because if you put a zinger in a cake uh, in a cave for three days and then you came back, it would still be delicious. Oh my Christ! Would it still be good? You could nail zingers to a cross and put them in a fucking cave, and then three days later you come back and they would still be you would you would be out of your mind with deliciousness. But the texture of it is fucking weird because it's got like coconut, but also like I said, it's just thick. It's a thick outdoor or I'm sorry, outside wrapping where it's very uh. Like I said a bath. It's like a bath mat. That's what it is. It's like a cake wrapped in a bath fat made of fake raspberry and coconut. But uh, but holy fuck, do I just I I bite it and it tastes like being ten years old, man. It's just because it was one of those things my mom would buy and it was uh uh twelve in a pack, and there was uh, five of us. So we were always like uh you know and that and then so then there's two. <laughs> here's here's how it worked in the household of five fat kids. Um, there was t- twelve zingers in a in a box, and then there was five of us. So everybody got two. But then there was only those two that were lurking, and of course Lenny's gonna get one because he's the fucking he's the he's the he's the dad. He he gets one, and it was that mad scramble to try to figure out who got that other one. So you would what you would ideally hope is that your mom was gonna buy two boxes of zingers, and then you would have twenty four zingers, and then with five kids that worked out a little bit better, and you could figure out the math on it and stuff. Exponentially, uh, your mom wasn't gonna be able to buy anything that was divisible by five, unless it was a box of ten. So I think a zinger because now zingers I think come in a box of ten. I could be misremembering about them coming in a box of twelve. Uh, you know who comes in a box of 12? Brad Pitt. <laughs> he comes in a box of 71, buddy. Um, nah, she didn't have all those kids, right? They went and stole them from, uh, from, from natives all over the world. They would, they started alphabetically. They started in Angola. They wound up in Zaire and they took a kid from everywhere in fucking between and they loaded them up. They bought the buses and they hired the one nanny. See, that's, that's the problem. That's why Brad couldn't fuck the nanny. They got one of them and she's packing the lunch, loading it with the fucking zingers, fucking cake wrapped in a goddamn bath mat. She's like, oh, and it, you know, at that point you got 71 kids. Do you think you care what they like? Do you think you care at all what they're asking for? Do they have any requests about what the lunch is going to be? Do they get to step up and go, hey, you know what? We don't really like these zingers. We want the chocolate zingers. We want the fucking vanilla zingers. Fuck you, man. 
I mean, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie could buy you whatever the fuck they wanted, but the nanny's the one in charge of getting everything, and she's just like, fucking leave me alone, man. Those t- They're off filming some Holocaust movie. I'm buying the zingers that I like, and you're all getting them. That's it. You're all getting raspberry coconut zingers. And I got to come down squarely on the side of the nanny at this point, because uh, A, you can't be fucking around listening to 71 kids and the shit that they want all the goddamn time, and also B, she clearly chose the most delicious zinger. A chocolate zinger, a chocolate zinger and a vanilla zinger, nah, they're just fucking, they're bad Twinkie knockoffs with this weird schmear of frosting on the goddamn top. But uh, but a raspberry coconut, oh, that's a, that is a, a different level of snack hell all its own. Because as I've mentioned, it is, it is foreign, it is awful, I, and those guys overseas that are eating fucking uh, cricket vagina or whatever the fuck, uh, do crickets have vaginas? I, they gotta, right? There's gotta be lady crickets. Um, there's gotta be man crickets and lady crickets, aren't there? Because how, how else would we get other crickets? It's not like oh, there's all men crickets and they just give up here. Look, I've already thought far too much about the reproductive system of the cricket at this point, but I'm going to go ahead and speculate a little more. They got to fuck, right? Crickets fuck. Is that the noise? No, that's them rubbing their legs together. But, but man, what, if, uh, like if you're a lady cricket and you're getting railed, are you rubbing the legs together because you're so excited? Like they come, right? Crickets come. They must. I mean, everybody has an orgasm. I know that uh, like the tribesmen or whatever the fuck it also terrible. They you know the female genital mutilation. They're like ah, women's clitorises are they're, they're off limits, man. No women should have sexual pleasure, which is fucking horrific. But uh, but are animals like that? No, they the animals got They got a fucking crazy have orgasms. I know. Uh, sadly, I know dogs do. Uh, male dogs because I've seen pornos that I don't even want to get into at this fucking point. Um, I know horses do because for the same fucking reason. Uh, and I guess maybe I, what I'm really saying is I'm confessing here is that I should get out of my house. I should probably go out of the house a lot more instead of sitting around and watching fucking horse porn. Uh, I'm not watching horse porn. Shut the fuck up. You, you, but sometimes you stumble into it. Look again, I have the internet on occasion. I've been goatseed with some horse porn and that's not fun for anybody. Someone will send you something. They'll be like, Hey, check out this story about Brad Pitt's 51st kid with 20 more in the fucking chamber. And I go, well, I'm going to check that out. And all of a sudden there's fucking secretariat getting worked. And you're like, God damn it. Nobody wanted to see this. Jesus Christ. Although I'll tell you what, fucking, if you've never seen a horse blast some chick in the face, boy, you got to go ahead and fucking dial it up. Go ahead and find it somewhere. It's an impressive sight. Uh, it is. I mean, it's not impressive at all. It's just, it's just terrifying really on, on a lot of levels. But at the same time, you're like, well, this is nature. This is Marlon Perkins bullshit. Because again, we all, we see the good nature videos. I saw one the other day of a Cayman. What the fuck is that? Is that like a fake? It's almost like a lion Jaguar. One of those dudes. Uh, is that a Cayman? And he was star or no, I'm sorry. It was a uh, it was a a jaguar stalking a caiman. A caiman is an alligator. He's like he's like an alligator crocodile guy. He's one of those dudes, and he's in the water. And there's a fucking jaguar sneaking up on him, and uh, and and you know the fucking caiman. He doesn't know what the fuck's going on. He's in the water. He figures he's safe, and the jaguar just fucking blasts him and fucking chomps on his head. And the caiman tries to roll him off, but it doesn't matter. The fucking jaguar rips him out of the water and then carries him off to the fucking jaguar nest. And you're like, and this woman won like a fucking award in England for it because it was so beautiful to watch. And you're like, that's amazing. That's phenomenal. But at the same time, you know, not every day is Jaguar attacks Cayman. There's a lot of times you're in the bush and it's, you know, giraffe fucks other giraffe. And then you got to film that, right? Just out of curiosity. I know a lot of people are kind of thinking to themselves, well, you know, I got to give these giraffes some privacy. But you know, if you wanted to give them privacy, you wouldn't be in the fucking bush in the first fucking place. You would have never flown to Africa and said, oh, you know what, I'm going to fucking dialogue and, and figure out what these people are doing or these animals. I'm going to go ahead and make a record of everything that these animals do. You know, Diane Fossey at some point had to stumble into some chimp sex and she couldn't get the fuck out. She wanted to. 
You ever see that clip of, I'll work it this way. You ever see the clip? Remember Ted Cruz? The, he's the guy, you remember him. He's not gone. He's in Texas. He's the fucking senator guy. And it turned out he liked some some fucking porn or something on on on, uh, on Twitter. And it was a, a couple fucking, and then a woman came in and she kind of, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. And then she fingered herself as she hid behind a pillar. Um, well, watch that clip and just think of it as two gorillas on the couch and then think that's Diane Fossey stumbling into that. Because Diane Fossey, she absolutely had to stumble into a fucking gorilla orgy a couple of times. Because it's not like gorillas are known for their discretion. It's not like gorillas are like, hey, we got to throw up that do not disturb sign before we fucking make more baby gorillas. Well, why would we do that? Well, because that fucking Diane Fossey's lurking out there with a the goddamn camera. Have you seen her? No, who are you talking about? Who am I talking about? Jesus Christ, look, I'm talking about the one of us who's not a gorilla. That's who I'm talking about. You're a gorilla. I'm a gorilla. Wouldn't you like to be a gorilla too? Everybody, kids are gorillas. Everybody's a gorilla. And then there's a pasty, pale English woman who's drinking tea at four o'clock in the afternoon. You haven't seen her out there? Oh, I thought she was a friend of yours. A friend of mine? A friend of mine? Absolutely not. Uh, that was my gorilla argument piece. <laughs> Go ahead and chalk that up. That's fantastic. A couple of gorillas going back and forth. Uh, but yeah, but the gorillas, not, you know, they're not exactly discretionary about where they have sex or when, and they're not hiding from anybody. They just fuck in the jungle, I would imagine. Um, the jungle's just got to be a nightmare of sex. Because we're, again, we're always taught with these nature films. They're like, oh, you know, these animals are just majestic. And then they're walking around doing uh, amazing animal things. And they're swinging through the trees and they're drinking at a watering hole. And then a bison comes along and he says hello to an elk. And then they're friends. And then they butt their heads together. And then a ram comes along with his horns. And the three of them are just staring at one another. And it's, uh, you know, some kind of animal standoff. But, but the thing is in real life, you know, you go to the jungle and it's just, you know, the bison shows up and then he tries to fuck the ram. And then the ram tries to fuck the moose and then the uh, giraffe. It's, uh, it's gotta be a nonstop weird interspecies orgy it's just animals just fucking like psychopaths and if you're out there documenting this shit you're riding around in a jeep and you're thinking to yourself well let's go ahead and look at some fun animals there there is no way you can avoid seeing a giraffe cock it just happens if you're in the fucking serengeti and you're in a you're you know there's a beautiful sunset and i'm not saying you went there to see giraffe cock and I'm not, I'm not saying you didn't go there to see Giraffe Cock. Maybe you did. Maybe you're booking your trip right now. Maybe you hear me talk and you're thinking to yourself, you know what? Fuck. I thought it'd be dangerous out there. I heard about uh, jaguars attacking caimans, but if there's a chance that I could possibly see some sort of giraffe's baseball bat-like appendage, I got to go ahead and fucking book that trip, don't I? I got to go ahead and hide behind a cactus or a, a bush or whatever and, and see a wombat or whoever the fuck is out there getting laid by a porcupine. Are there porcupines in the jungle? See, I'm, I'm confusing the forest with the jungle. Uh, and by the way, I, I know there's more than one forest and more than one jungle, and I'm sure there's more than one species in all of them. Um, it's like when people tell me to go to Australia and I'm just like, I, I'm, I'm talking to my buddy, uh, uh, who am I listening? He keeps texting me, Sean, is it him? There's an Australian guy who keeps going, you got to come to, uh, uh, Australia. And I'm like, yeah, that's fantastic. I, um, I don't know if I want to come there and with the, the spiders, the size of Volkswagens though, I think I'm going to have to avoid that. And, uh, and he keeps sending me stories about spiders and fucking snakes. And I'm like, hey, Jim Stafford, I don't like spiders and snakes. That ain't what it takes to get me, you fool. <laughs> um, what are we talking about? Oh, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. So they've got 71 kids. they got one nanny who's haggard and harried as she packs 71 lunches and sends them off to school. And Brad and Angelina are making movies. And then Brad is like, you know, I'd love to fuck the nanny, but I can't because she's very busy making 71 peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Imagine just that task. Imagine putting out 71 pieces of bread and, and having to do 71 fucking things of peanut butter and then 71 more pieces of bread. That's got to be... Fuck, is there's... When I eat toast, I eat two two at a time. I probably get about ten servings of toast. You got to figure there's twenty to twenty two pieces of, of of fucking bread in a loaf. So that's fucking three. That's six loaves. That's seven loaves of bread. 
just to fucking send these kids off to school every day. You gotta be rich. No wonder Brad Pitt's making all these Netflix fucking movies. He needs all the money just to pay for fucking bread. Uh, and you know they're not buying the shitty bread. They're not buying Wonder Bread for their kids. You know they're buying some badass fucking 12 grain. You know, they may have invented some grains. I mean, I eat 12 grain, and I'm nobody. There's got to be some other special rich person grain. There's got to be something that's just, you know, it's, it's got like 12 grains, but then it's also got gold leaf and maybe like, you know, the uh, fucking, you know, monkey skull chips or something uh, because they're a delicacy or they give you the omnipotent, uh, omnipotent, omniscient, omniscient, Jesus Christ, they can't even fucking talk, power. See, this is what happens when you just fucking fire away. You guys are, for weeks, I've been like, well, you know, you guys, I don't want to just fucking bees it and run downhill because you deserve better than that uh, because I talk myself out of that bullshit. But then here's, I do it and I can't even say omniscient or omnipotent. I have to combine them in one goddamn word. Let me back off here. Because I don't know if I told you, I heard a lot of complaining of people online talking about the people who have the smacky noises as they do the fucking thing. I'm drinking water. Maybe that'll help uh, because my mouth is getting dry. Dry, dry, I say. Uh, so this is the problems that you have when you're just a, like a podcaster who's been doing it for 10 years. You would think, like I said, I'm a veteran of this goddamn thing. You didn't, I'd have a dump button or something to make sure that you didn't hear that sort of thing coming out of my goddamn mouth. But no, man, not me. I've just got a straight ahead microphone. Now, uh, the Amy Schumers of the world who are entering the podcasting fray with a $1 million contract. Yes, I'm not kidding, folks. Now, look, I'm not going to get into the merits of an Amy Schumer. She seems like a lovely woman, and, and God bless her. Make all the money you can in this goddamn business, because I know I'm not. I'm, But I'm hustling. I'm trying. Uh, hustling's a strong word. I'm trying. Trying's even a strong word. I'd like to make more money. <laughs> How about that? Um, so I don't begrudge anybody one fucking red cent they make being themselves, and, and, and if you can fool somebody into paying you, that's the best thing you've ever done in your life. Uh, there is no greater privilege in this world than being paid to be yourself. I've talked about it many, many times. So for an Amy Schumer to get a million dollars from Spotify to go to a podcast, I was like, well, that's, you know, certainly good for her. You're bringing the house down. And, and because again, a rising tide lifts all boats because I'm now Spotify is going to be like, you know what? We've got Amy Schumer on board. Is there anybody out there comparing a goat penis to three combos lined up back and forth? <laughs> ass to ass. If there's anybody out there who thinks that pepperoni pizza combos actually look like a segmented goat penis, because we can hire that person right away to come to Spotify, and uh, and we will stream him all goddamn day. Is there anyone out there who speculates that Brad Pitt's children are eating monkey skull chips? Is that guy available? Because we we've got some money left in the coffers to sign him up. A guy who talked about a woman taking a goddamn stallion cum blast in the face like a fire hose. Can we go ahead and sign that dude up? Uh, because I'm out here, I'm out here, Spotify, I'm out here, networks, I'm, I'm done. I, I used to say, Hey, let's keep it indie with Mike Schmidt. And now I'm saying, you know what? Sign me up. Cause this is the kind of content your, your listeners want for sure. They're like, you know what? Is there a bad uncle out there that we could sign up? Cause I was talking about that a second ago. Remember that? And by a second, I mean an hour. Um, I am a bad uncle. Oh, fuck that. Let me finish my Brad Pitt thought. So Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, 71 lunches. The nanny's fucking gassed. Pitt wants to rail her, but he can't. And Angelina's too busy at the UN talking to guys from Zimbabwe uh, in, a, in a dual thing where she's like, A, we could build some schools for you guys. And B, we could probably take all the children out of your country instead. It's up to you. It's six of one, half a dozen of the other. We, Because here's the deal. You save on all the construction material if you just let us load all of the kids into a ship. 
Because I'll tell you what, we've got a nanny who loves making sandwiches. And I mean, all these Zimbabwean children can come over here and they can eat monkey skull chips in my goddamn huge house. We'll keep the gate locked. We'll have a, well, they'll get bussed to and from school. Our friend Maddox will be out there by her friend. He's their kid. He was the first one, right? Wasn't he the first one? He was like the Sir Edmund Hillary of the Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie children brood. They brought him home and they went, and he must, I'll tell you what, Maddox must be a badass kid. You got to be a really good fucking kid for them to think, you know what? This kid's the fucking best. We need 80 more just like him. Oh my God, wouldn't that make our lives perfect? Or I, or I go the other way. Maybe it's this. Maybe Maddox is such a bad kid. To get the taste of Maddox out of their child-rearing mouths, they had to go ahead and get 80 more to fucking just bury him on the depth chart. They got to knock him down. Sorry, buddy. You're 80th on the depth chart. We had to cut you. We had to, you you've been optioned down. You're, you're, you're leaving the Premier League. You're, having, you're, you're being sent down. Your team did not qualify this year. So you got to go play in the fucking B League or whatever the fuck it is. Maddox has been demoted from the Premier League of the Pit Jolie Brood. <laughs> either he's that's it. It's there's no other way. It's either Maddox was the best kid and they went, we need 80 more just like him, or he was the worst kid. They go, we gotta get 80 more just like him, just to fucking bury him so we don't have to fucking deal with him anymore. Uh and like I said, that kid's like 30 now, Maddox. He's just out there, and you know, he's just gotta be. It's like, dude, can you imagine being a rich kid? And I don't mean just like a rich kid, like and you might, you know, in your neighborhood you had the kid who had the good bike. Like when Fat Albert and the Cosby kids got together. Uh, Rudy had to be the rich kid, right? Because it's like everybody is out there and they're, you know, they're playing fucking tin cans for drums and they got a fucking old radiator with a fucking whoopee cushion on it. And they're like, uh, make sure you stay in school and singing those fucking songs. And then Rudy's got a goddamn guitar, like an electric guitar. And he's just, and he's just grooving. And you're thinking to yourself, are the other Cosby, Cosby kids are like, are they, are they jealous of Rudy because he's got a guitar? Or are they just happy to have him in the band? Uh, and is he a good guitarist, really, Rudy, when you want to break it down? Because, or did they just say to themselves, well, fuck, man, we, we need a guy, one guy with an instrument because we've, we've already fashioned woodwinds out of dog bones and we're doing the best we can here in the junkyard. Rudy shows up with a goddamn fucking, you know, a, a, a pig nose amp and a fucking real guitar. Uh, Rudy's dad had to be a bluesman. He had to be a bluesman. How about a blues man? A bluesman. And what's his last name? That was his name. Rudy Bluesman. <laughs> From the Harlem Bluesmans. You've heard of that. They're a very famous jazz family. Uh, <laughs> the Bluesmans. So uh, so Rudy shows up with a real guitar, and they're like, well, fuck, we got to hang out with this dude. Because Rudy was kind of a fucking uh, a dick. He was a, well, wasn't he on the show? He was kind of a jerk. I, I mean, I only remember Fat Hour being a cool guy. Mushmouth was pretty decent. Uh, Weird Harold was Weird Harold. He was good. Uh, Bill, of course, was Bill, who, uh, you know, back then he seemed like he was fine. But, uh, but you know, you should have realized when he was in a band at that age that he was going to probably pick up some bad habits with the ladies. That's probably something you should have seen. You know what? Bill's in a band playing in a junkyard with a bunch of dudes. He's probably thinking to himself, you know what, man, I got to get some ladies. I got to get something with my life. And you're a rock star. You're on the road. You're learning all that kind of shit because you started with yourself. I'm sure he's cutting whatever the fuck. He's taking a bunch of pills to get some sleep. And then he thinks to himself, well, fuck, this road life's got to go. I need some companionship, baby. Uh, higher, baby. Uh, don't ever let down free base. All right. Um, so where were we? So Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. There's no point here. Um, I love that. I love that. I pretend like I had a point here. Uh, but Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. Like I said, she's too tired. The nanny. So he can't give her a day in court. So instead, he has to settle for Marianne Cotillard, who is out there making another 
sepia-toned war film where he had a thin mustache and they pretended they were in love and they were spies or they weren't really spies or she was a spy and he was a spy. A lot of spies in the Brad Pitt milieu, in the, in the Brad Pitt oeuvre. A lot of spy action happening, uh, which may be why Angelina Jolie got suspicious. She's like, you know what? You're pretty sneaky in your goddamn movies, Mr. Smith. And then she sent somebody out to tail him. Maddox. That's who it was. She sent Maddox out. Oh, man, imagine being a rich kid, the kind of life you would lead. That would just be fucking insane. It's like fucking Michael Jackson's kids. Can you imagine being those kids? Uh, there, there's fucking Paris Jackson and Blanket. Uh, isn't the kid, the kid's name is Blanket, right? Or uh, I don't even fucking know. All I know is I see Paris Jackson, and she's now fallen nicely into the gears of the TMZ fucking outrage, gossip, let's follow her around and see what her life is like. They, they... They feed it by following her and filming her, but she feeds it too because, again, you know, she's got $800 billion. She she was conceived out of a test tube or, you know, Michael, literally, he had uh, you know, he had some wet dream in the middle of the night and he sent his underpants off to a lab and they squeegeed them and they made this fucking kid and now she walks around with fucking tattoos on all of her fingers. You know what I mean? Just that fucking, because she didn't have the, the best life. They dangled the one kid off the fucking balcony and they hid, he hid their faces. What a fucking life that must have been. And again, you want to talk about seeing giraffe cock. Is there any doubt at all in your mind that Paris Jackson has seen a fucking giraffe cock? Because uh, I'm speculating that Diane Fossey is out there running into people or all these other people who are just, uh, boy, you know what? As I say Diane Fossey now, it seems like it might be wrong. <laughs> well, you know what? I can't go back and edit it now. Diane Fossey it is. She's the one out there looking at all the chimps and their fucking bullshit. Um, and then the, who's the born free lion chick? Who lived with the, one lived with the gorillas, one lived with the lions. I don't know. Either one, neither of them got eaten. And then there's Grizzly Man, who just, that guy's fucking, that guy's just gone. That guy just became Grizzly shit. Should have called that movie Grizzly shit. He was hanging out there. He's being fun with all the grizzlies. Hey, yeah, they stay away from animals, man. Fucking uh, the crocodile hunter too. That dude just fucking, he got a, he took a fucking stingray barb in the chest. And now his kid is like carrying on his work or she's, I, I see that she's, She's also visiting stingrays or some bullshit. I mean, and, and the thing is, everybody plays it up like it's a good thing. They're like, oh, you know what? She's not going to let what happened to her father deter her. She's going to carry on his work and study these fucking stingrays or whatever. And uh, I think, you know, I got to think that she's looking for the stingray and she's going to fucking take it. She, when she finally finds him, she's just going to fucking take it out on him, right? She can't be... Maybe she's working for a way to poison the entire line of stingrays because they stole her fucking dad. I get news for you. My dad died from booze. You're lucky I'm not walking around firebombing goddamn breweries at this fucking point. I should throw fucking, uh, you know, fire into every bar I see because it took my dad away from me. So she's got to be thinking the same thing. She's like, oh, man, you know what? It's, it's like fucking Paris Jackson. You don't think she wants to kill that fucking doctor who's in the goddamn... Uh, uh, oh, well, maybe she doesn't. I mean, what the, what the fuck? Her dad, is, her dad was always money. She always had... She just literally... She would hug a pile of money and go to sleep. Because her fucking dad was just shooting fentanyl directly into his balls. Oh my god, what a fucking horrible life. Michael Jackson, didn't he, what was it, Delauded? Is that what was he getting, Delauded or fentanyl? What was the doctor doing? And that doctor, boy, that doctor, what a fucking chore that was. Michael's like, hey, I need one guy who shoots it into my upper thigh every night. And uh, and, and just Michael laying there naked with his ghost cock hanging out. He had to, because he was all ghostly. Because again, I don't know if you heard, he had vitiligo. Wink. Uh, no, he didn't. He was stripping himself of pigment. 
uh, he actually that, that was what he had to do. He traded his pigment for for <laughs> to have all the money in the world for that talent when he was born. And he was because he was like he was a shitbag when he was a kid. He had no chance. He was like four years old, and his dad was mean, and he used to pray every day. He's like, "Oh my God, please, I will give you all of the pigment in my skin if you just give me some talent." And they said, "Shazam!" I don't know who they are, and I don't know why they said Shazam. But then they shot him with lightning, and then he turned into the guy who did Robot and American Bandstand and charmed millions. He charmed us all. How great would it have been to see Michael Jackson just performing now? And I don't mean like circus Michael Jackson. Like, see if he had a real good handle on what he was and who he was. And he just was, he like walked out, like I said, in a button shirt and, a, and some jeans. You think Michael Jackson ever wore jeans in his life? I mean, other than a little boy's jeans on his head uh, on accident as he was playing some sort of blanket game when he tunneled under and he came up with the kid's pants on his head. And the kid's like, how'd you get my pants off so quick? Um... Because, you know, Michael Jackson developed those kind of tricks. Like, I can, I, I feel, I'm always proud of myself because I can unsnap a bra with one hand. It's so dumb. It's the dumbest. This is the shit when I was a kid that was, like, manly. Uh, well, you know, you got to know how to unsnap a bra. You got to unhook a bra. You got to be able to do it with one Because I can do it with one hand. Um, I can even do it left-handed. That's right. You want a piece of me? I don't think you do. But uh, but that and, like, when I, I can tie a cherry stem in a, in a knot with my tongue. I can probably tie it in two knots depending on how long it is. But uh, but in my mind, like, I when I was a kid, that was they were like, oh, my God, girls are going to go crazy if you do this. Oh, my God. It just it shows what an experienced lover you are if you can snap the bra off with one hand. If you're not Because, again, you see movies where guys are fucking trying to tear them apart or rip them or whatever the fuck. And, uh, and, and it's just like, ah, oh, dude. I, I will tell you this has happened one time. I've, uh, um, uh, no, I shouldn't go into this. All right. I'm, I'm not going to go into that. Nah, fuck it. Who cares? Um, I've done shit like that. Where the, the stuff in the moment where you're like, this is cool, or this is something that I, I know works or it doesn't work, or I'm going to try it. And so, like I said, I learned how to unsnap bras with one hand and it's, and I look, I'll admit it actually, sometimes the, the, the woman is kind of like, Ooh, like the, the, they're kind of impressed by it. Cause like I said, in enough movies, you see people just tugging the shit out of them or trying to bite them or whatever the fuck. And they can't get it done. Uh, but I think, you know what? I don't think it's, I think it's less me than it is new bra technology. I think new bra technology is just like, it's an easy off because it wants, you know, in the old days, I got to imagine that bras were just fixed up with a truss. There was some kind of barbed wire involved, like literally just they, they, they you, you just spun a couple of hooks together and you slid a railroad spike between it just to hold it on. Because in the old days, again, the women didn't want their tits being unleashed or they did, but their parents or their, their Italian grandmothers were like, no, 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 you cannot do. And they fucking wrapped up a barbed wire thing and they put a railroad spike through their bra. Um, I don't know why Wario is raising these kids or something. It's a, it's a me, I'm Wario. Uh, I don't know why I made Mario Wario. Um, but to do it one-handed, I always thought was a thing. And I will admit it has, there have been on occasion, a woman has been like, ooh, like that kind of deal. Uh, and that's also a thing. You just, you just kind of, you got to learn it. It's, it. I never practiced it. It wasn't a thing where I was like, oh yeah, I know how to do this. It's just, but if you learn the mechanics of the bra in your brain, you know how to fucking do it. Um, and like I said, tying the, the, the cherry stem, the, you know, with, in a knot with your tongue. Uh, I, I do it. I still do it. I'll do it. I do it now. You know what? I almost do it now just to do it. It's it's this. <laughs> there's um, there's a great scene in True Romance where Gandolfini's talking to fucking Patricia Arquette, and he goes, "You know, the first guy you kill, uh, you know, that's the bitch of the bunch." He goes, "But now I just do it to see their expressions change," and uh, and that's how it is with the fucking cherry stem. Now, I if I'm with a bunch of dudes, I do it, and I don't, but I don't go, "Ha ha, fellas," because nobody gives a flying fuck. But I will do it because it's like. You're just, it's just practice. You're just staying ahead of the game here. It's like, all right, I still got this. Can I do this? I can. It's a trick. I want to make sure I can still do it. And I can, that's fine. Um, but then you, uh, you know, it's, it's not, it doesn't, it's not impressing anybody. It's not a thing that's going to make anybody go, Ooh, that's the greatest. You know what I mean? You think it is. Uh, also, so the thing I was going to say is I have in the heat of the moment, um, 
I've also torn people's clothes off. You know what I mean? In this, this, uh, where you like grab panties and you just, and you, and you rip them. You just rip them to shreds. You just fucking tear them right off. Now that's a gamble move. You know what I mean? Because a lot of ladies really like their lingerie and they're going to Victoria's Secret and they're paying fucking 35 bucks for a pair of panties. And, uh, just because you're in the heat of the moment and you think it's a fucking cool ass thing to do. And it's, you know, you, you have to have the vibe. You have to know that that's what's happening. And the times that I've done it, it seemed appropriate every single time I did it. And I will tell you this. I have never had anyone go, oh man, I, you really, that would not have been cool if you did it. But the one embarrassing thing I did have happen was, uh, I was with Jill one of the first times I was with Jill and, uh, things were heating up and one thing led to another. And then, uh, I went uh, to take her, uh, I, I grabbed her panties to rip them off. And, uh, and I, I think I had even told her like at some point when in a, in a sext, when we were going back and forth talking before we, this is before we were even doing anything. I had mentioned that I was going to just tear her fucking clothes off or something. And it was just a thing that she responded to. And I'm like, all right, cool or whatever. Um, and I, I, I don't even know if I'm telling you this the right, whatever, who cares? But the point is I went to do it and I couldn't do it. Uh, I don't, I don't know because I will tell you this, uh, Jill, Jill bought great lingerie. That's all I'll say. But, uh, but I, I went to do it. Like I went to grab it and fucking, cause it's, it's normally, it's an easy thing. You just grab it and there's a, there's a, there's a trick to it. You know what I mean? You got to try to make a tiny tear and then fucking rip it. Or if you're not even thinking about it, you just fucking grab the weakest point and you just tear it. Um, but she had, she had really good fucking panties. So I fucking, I grabbed them and I kind of bit them and I, and I went to fucking tear them with my hands and I, and I couldn't do it. And then, and then it got weird. Cause then I like, then I kept trying to, to tear them in the moment. Cause we're, you know, we're doing stuff and I'm trying to fucking, and I, I think I tried four times. <laughs> I, dude, I'm blushing telling you this story because again, it's that big move. You know what I mean? You're like, you're talking a big game. I'm going to do this. It's going to be fucking amazing. God damn it. And then you fucking grab it. And you're like, I can't, I just couldn't break in, man. So, so then it was like, you know, you just, you, you slide them down, you know what I mean? which is, which is also sexy in its own right. But when you're, you're in the middle of fucking doing shit and you're fucking, you know, you got your hand around somebody's fucking this and your, your, your fucking thighs and you, and then you just, you go to tear it and you can't. And I try, I tried, man. I didn't, I wasn't fucking around because like the, you know, the, you try it once and you're like, all right, well, I got it. There's a, there's gotta be. And then you try it a second time and then you go, oh, well, this is not good. And then the third fucking time you just find, then you panic. You know what I mean? Now you're just like fucking, all right. Now you want to just tear the fucking, you want to tear everything. The sheets are just, you want to just still reinforce the fact that you're a man. You're like, fuck, I can fucking tear this off. No, no, just wait. I'll tear it off. Uh, and it, it's, you have to. You got to take the L at that point. I mean, because you can't dedicate yourself to, I'm going to go ahead and just tear these panties no matter what the fuck happens. You got to just take the L, man. You just got to fucking at that point. And I did. You just, you just, you know, slide them off and, and do whatever you're going to do and hope, hope everything you do in the aftermath makes up for the fact that you now, you know, when you're cleaning up and you're getting ready and she has to pick up that stretched out pair of fucking panties that are now ruined, but not in a sexy way. They're just ruined because you stretched the fuck out of them like an idiot. <laughs> God, I am literally, my face is hot telling you that story because there's nothing in the moment, just trying to tear it. And I remember that flash where you just go, Oh no, no, that's not, no, not now. And no, oh, no, <laughs> oh, dude, that was so painful. Cause again, also it was very, it was early in our, our, you know, our dating thing. And I, and I, you know, you don't want to look like a fucking goon right out of the box. Um, but you know, sometimes you do, sometimes you're a goon. Sometimes it's, and sometimes they think it's endearing. They're like, Oh, he can't tear the panties. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. She probably thought I was a fucking buffoon, but she stuck around for whatever reason. Um, so, so Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, let's talk about them for just a second. I, I don't know if I mentioned them. 
<laughs> so he rails Marion Cotillard. He leaves, he's gay. He could, he could have banged the nanny, but instead she's too busy. She's just fucking, she's falling asleep face first in the jelly for fuck's sake. Uh, even when Brad Pickham's in there and he's feeling her up, she's just like, nah. So he fucking, he's got to, so he's got to go bury it in Marianne, uh, Marianne Cotillard. He takes her, uh, apart and that's fine. Good for them. He loves it. She loves it. And then, uh, but then Angelina Jolie gets wind of that and she's like, oh yeah, no, I, I, uh, you know what? I, I got to talk to Brad because again, that's, that's a hurtful thing. It's a terrible thing. You don't do that kind of thing. And, uh, as I've mentioned, you know, they got 71 kids when they got together, they thought to themselves, well, let's get a brood of children. And then, uh, Brad Pitt went to himself and he went, you know what? I have a fucking brood of children. Like, you know, he, like, like I said, Angelina Jolie is, is f- so busy negotiating with people to go and, uh, and save, uh, all, all of the people on some desert Island somewhere. And he's probably like, I just want to fuck my wife. So then, uh, he, he does the shit bag thing and he fucks Marianne Cotillard. And then she, uh, you imagine that conversation where she sits down and she's like, all right, uh, we got to go ahead and figure out, uh, how we're going to separate and how we're going to divide everything. You know, we got so much stuff that we got to take care of. We got to figure out who gets the Gulf stream. We got to figure out who gets the kids buses. We got to figure out who is the look first things first. All right. You've got to make sure you give me enough alimony to buy seven loaves of bread a day. That's got to happen for sure. Right off the top. We need that fancy 12 grain bread with the monkey skull chips on top. Uh, but then, cause again, like I said, they, the stories, they were always with the kids, but then you'd see them alone. But now you see Angelina and like the kid, Maddox still exists. Like look at pictures of him alone. You got to figure out that negotiation. Brad Pitt just went, they said, all right, uh, Angelina wants the kids. Okay. Well, what do you, no, no, she, she wants the kids. Okay, that's fine. All right, I'll see you guys later. No, no, Brad, Brad, sit down. We're not done. We got it. We've got so much to do. I don't care. Whatever she wants. If she's taking all 71 kids, she can have anything else that she wants. She can have the jet. She can keep the gardener. She can get 47 mansions. And again, what's funny is if you read anything about his stories, like he bailed out of his house and he went and lived on his friend's couch. He tells the story where he lived on his buddies. Who uh, who was it? Was it fucking? It might have been Michael Lewis, the author, or somebody. He went and stayed on their their couch because he had nothing nothing and nowhere to go, and he didn't want to do. He was kind of lost. And uh, was it Gandolfini's couch? Fuck, I don't remember. He did. He did. It was some weird story where he was living on somebody's couch. And uh, and you know why? It's because he told her she could keep everything if she also kept the kids. He did it in a benevolent way, but you know he was thinking, oh, I got to escape. This is gonna be because I mean, what's Brad Pitt gonna do when they have an, a, a fucking divorce? Well, I'll take thirty five of these kids. That's not. That's that's never a single dude is gonna take thirty five fucking kids. And now look, I'm not saying Brad Pitt doesn't love his kids. Uh, from Angola to Zaire, he loves them all for fuck's sake. He loves Maddox most of all, don't we all? Don't we all just love Maddox? Um, he's the he's the Paris Jackson of the brood, you know, the one that everybody knows who he is and what he looks like. I couldn't tell you, I don't, I don't even know if Angelina could pick those kids out of a lineup. Because I mean, fuck, they had that one TV show where that shitbag guy and that and that and that woman didn't they? They adopted like eight kids or nine is enough, or they had some fucking house, and then he winds up banging somebody else, and then he dry, he starts dressing. Like, like age inappropriately, all of a sudden he's, he's dressing like a 22 year old, even though he's like a 36 year old man. And he starts dating some younger woman because he's sort of famous on reality TV. And now that is just, dude, have you ever seen the Inquirer or the star these days? It's ridiculous because there's no more stars anymore. There's no more big time movie stars that, that, that are gossipy or whatever. So they've just created a gossip industry out of reality people and these fucking real housewives and all that bullshit. And Trump, like he's on the fucking front page of the Inquirer because he's friends with everybody, but it's always some story where like, you know, uh, you know, Donald Trump suits, how could, how do they fit his tremendous arms into them? You know what I mean? It's always some bullshit, dear leader nonsense. Uh, and then it's always some real housewife. And I saw, dude, 
I, I you know there's a, there's blogs that run like naked women or whatever the fuck online. I like porn. We we all know this. I got to jerk off to something for fuck's sake. Uh, and, and so I'm looking at, the, at at things online, and you're at Pornhub or whatever. And then and then you'll wind up. Uh, there was um you know Gawker used to have a site. Uh, what the fuck is the name of it? I don't know. It was like, whatever. But like Tumblr, you know, you'll see things, dude. I saw a picture of, uh, this guy put up like 20 pictures of Paris Hilton the other day and they were new pictures and they were just her in a bikini. She's like in Monaco somewhere and he's like sexy pictures of Paris Hilton. And I'm just like, I don't, I, we, uh, and, and again, I, I don't know what this is going to sound like to you guys, but I hope it doesn't sound as bad as I think it's going to. We've seen it. We saw it. We've, we, there's a sex tape that exists of Paris Hilton. Why are you showing me her in a bikini? We, we've, it's like there's this chick. All right, there's a girl named Courtney Stodden who may be dead by the time you hear this. If you don't know who Courtney Stodden is, she was like 16 years old and her mom let her marry a guy, an actor from the show Lost. I mean, like she's just, and it could not be a more apt metaphor for who she is and her life and what she's become. Uh, she she's like six. She was 16 and she her mom emancipated her and gave her the permission to marry this like 47 year old actor. Just a fucking terrible story. And in in a real society where we cared about that shit, we would have stoned that guy. We would have thrown rocks at him and driven him out into another country or over across the border or into the sea. We would have grabbed torches and rocks and driven that guy into the sea for ruining a 16-year-old girl. What the fuck are you doing, man? Because I talk about, like, I, I talk about all the time, like, you know, I want to go to Bumble or I want to put up a fucking thing if I want to start dating people online. Because, I man, what the fuck am I going to do? Meet somebody in a bar? I ain't going to a bar. I'm not going anywhere. I don't go for coffee. I mean, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. Um, so if there comes a time where I think to myself, you know what? Because, I mean, well, there is a time where I, I'm like, I, you know, I'd really like to kind of see a movie with somebody. It would be cool to hang out with somebody. It would be cool to be, you know, a date, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And, of course, you can't go to Facebook anymore because just it's just a meme farm. And, and the second you see, like, somebody, hey, you know what? She's... She looks like she might be interesting. I wonder what's... Oh, there's 21 ways to make a bagel in the winter. Uh, no thanks. Not If you're sharing that, then I know you're not anybody I would ever want to talk to in a billion years. And that's fucking... It's terrible. I mean, but, but that's... Because again, Facebook has just become this meme farm now where there's nobody... But, well, but, all right. I talked about the fact... I decried the fact that anybody is like, oh, I had some coffee and I'm on my way to work. Nobody gives a flying fuck. But the same thing goes for the guy who puts up a fucking video of some tribesman. And he's like, check out these guys. They invented pool. And it's like they're playing billiards on a fucking dirt floor somewhere in fucking uh, Hawaii. Um, I don't know, where the fuck did I get all this from? What was it? Oh, so fucking you go to Bumble and all that shit. And I'm like, I, I can't even imagine, you know, putting up a profile there because I don't know. Like, I wouldn't even know who to because uh, there's got to be an age limit, right? Like, I, so I, like I said, that dude's 47. He's dating a 16 year old. Obviously, they're not meeting online or some some fucking weird shit happened and he wound up meeting her. But when I, I was talking to somebody the other day and I'm like, who the fuck? Who would I date? Like, I don't because uh, I'm 50. All right. But to me, I'm not really 50. I mean, I'm 50, certainly in age and in damage. But uh, but I mean, I'm still kind of like 30 in my mind. But I don't think I could ever date a 30 year old person. Uh, just cause it wouldn't be fair to them just cause I, I show up with all sorts of dilapidated baggage and they're just like, I, yeah, no, I've got 20 more years to ruin my life. I don't need you to come in and do it super early. I, I don't think I don't need you to come in and fucking give me the express elevator to ruin. I'll go ahead and take it by, take my time. Just like you did for fuck's sake. Um, but I think to myself, like, cause I don't even know if you put an age limit on those fucking things. I have no idea. Like I said, I've never, I've never done any online dating. I haven't filled anything out, but do you put. Cause I know on Tinder you could, you could look like for 20 year olds or 30 year olds or, and I'm just like, I remember the, the few times I looked at it, I was just like, 
Could you imagine if I was like trying to talk to a 20 year old? Hey, you, how you doing? Vodio, don't know. How about that Eisenhower? You know, they don't want to fucking talk to me. They're just like fucking, who's this idiot? It would be terrible. Like, I don't even want to talk to baristas. Like I go, I go talk to cashiers and you get that vapid sense of them just looking at you and going, ah, poor you. Like, why are you even bothering? Because that, look, I drive these girls around. I drive a bunch of 25 year old girls around in in barely enclosed nipple clothing. I mean, it's just, there are girls who essentially, the only thing holding on their dress is erect nipples. If their nipples did not, were not hard, everything would just fall like off the shoulders and everything. It's just, they're almost like clothes hangers. Their, their nipples are so hard. It's the only thing keeping their dress on. The second they weren't excited about anything, the dress would just fall completely to the ground. And I'm sure they'd turn it into dust and they would just blow off. Then maybe like salt or Sodom and Gomorrah, whatever the fuck, or Lot's wife or whoever the fuck it is. I don't know the Bible. Fuck who cares? It just popped in my brain, but man, I just, I see those girls and I think, you know, cause I, I, I talk to them in the car just because I give them the fucking music speech or whatever. And sometimes they'll say, Hey, how's your night or how you doing? And we'll talk. And uh, look, maybe one out of whatever is, is interested and interesting and nice and wants to talk like a normal person. And it's, I'm not saying, I'm not saying anybody wants to fuck me. I'm not saying any of that shit. I'm just saying someone who could carry on a conversation at that age, uh, without, without looking at me and just going, Oh, good Lord, shut up, sir. <laughs> you know, cause they call me sir. And that's fine. It's I've earned it. I'm fucking 8,000 years old and I totally get it. I'm also 25 years older than these fucking girls. Uh, but I hear them talk like, I mean, I, I, dude, I heard, I took two girls. I drove them the other day and this girl's like, yeah, uh, you know, she's, do you think, and, and this was, and this name, uh, this was the name. I couldn't believe this fucking name. Uh, <laughs> she goes, do you think Darvey will be there? And uh, the girl goes, oh my God, of course. And she goes, yeah, I don't know. It's not, it's bad for me to go where Darvey is. And the girl goes, yeah, I know. And she goes, well, why are we going? And she goes, well, I don't know, because it's also good for me to go where Darvey is. And they all burst out laughing. Ha 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 ha. She goes, well, I just, you know what? I'll probably fuck him again. I mean, that's just the way it goes. And, uh, and in my, it's funny in my head, I'm just like, man, I don't, I, first of all, I thought Darvey was a chick and like right off the jump, because that does not sound like a dude name at all. But secondly, I thought, man, Darvey. That guy's got, look at, look at his night is already planned. He has no idea. I don't know what Darby's doing right now. He's at the party. He's just thinking, well, this is a good time. What the fuck? He's probably playing some fucking video game or whatever the fuck. He's having a beer. And this girl's coming over. She's like, I'll probably fuck Darby again. Uh, which says a lot about Darby. He's got magic in his veins. He's got, the guy's got, he's, he's got a giraffe cock. That's what fucking Darby's got. And she's all over it. Like Paris Jackson, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Uh, the bottom line is folks, the Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, they, uh, they he want to fucking Marianne Cotard because he didn't want to fucking take care of these kids anymore. He had to leave. And that's why I'm a bad uncle. <laughs> you guys can get me at Mike and Mike Schmidt County. That's right. I'm in here. I'm fucking, and I'm getting out on that for no good reason whatsoever. You guys can get me at Mike and Mike Schmidt comedy.com. You guys can be my friends at facebook.com slash the 40 year old boy. You can follow me at twitter.com slash the 40 year old boy. Hey, you got other uh, social media you want to talk about? You got Snapchat. I'm on there. I don't know for how much longer though. There's like four people I talk to regularly on there. Uh, our friend Steven is out there lurking. Our friend Ben, who I went and visited last Wednesday, he'll occasionally write me a note. Uh, our friend, Sir Coxley, I don't know if he wants me to say his real name. I think he might've given me the go ahead or whatever. I can't do it. Um, every time I think I can pull the trigger on somebody's name, I also think I'm outing them in some fucking weird way. Uh, and our friend Hannah, who now found me on WhatsApp. And, uh, I think those are the only, that's the main people I talk to. I do talk to some other people. Uh, I've talked to a Jamilton. I mean, she always sends me photos. Why am I going to do this fucking romper room bullshit? Put away your fucking magic mirror. Uh, the point is I'm on Snapchat for the time being. 
I'm there. But I'm also on Instagram. That's important. That's a cool thing. I think I'm planning on doing a lot more of, he said surreptitiously to everybody. Uh, But I'm Mike 40YOB, Mike 40YOB, 4040, Mike 40YOB uh, on all of those. Uh, Snapchat, all of them, all Snapchat and all Instagram. You can find me at Mike40YOB. Follow me on there, man. Send me a note like our friend Christian Argyle, Argyle or Argyll. Uh, he wrote me a note the other day talking about an episode that he particularly enjoyed. And I love hearing that kind of stuff, folks. Let me tell you, I need feedback. I like positive feedback. I need people to write me and go, hey, that was a good show because uh, it makes me want to do good shows because I'm a child and I need fucking attaboys. And I need people to go, hey, good job. And then I need them to tell my hair. Uh, but anyway, I'm on Snapchat. I'm on Instagram. That's Mike four zero Y O B. Find me on there. I'm the coolest. Ryan Dirks is all the web stuff for this show. He's the best. You can find him at facebook.com slash Ryan Dirks. Giovanni Giorgio Peluso is the coolest. He is a guy who does all of our YouTube stuff and, uh, and all sorts of other things. He's holding my hand through some other tasks that are coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, but he built that YouTube channel for fuck's sake. I built it with my mouth and then he dove in with both hands and he fucking made it happen. God damn it. Burned out a couple of servers doing it. So if you want to check out the 40 year old boy YouTube channel go over there and look at all of geo's hard work of uploading and labeling and doing all sorts of stuff all sorts of kinds of typing uh but he's out there man go ahead and check him out and also if you want to see any of his other stuff that he does on his own that's right geo doesn't just build 40 year old boy youtube channels he uh he has plenty of other stuff going on his own media empire he's got a podcast uh called get it on the geo podcast the get it on podcast that's out there lurking he's got the outdoors faq or frequently asked questions perhaps i don't know what it stands for i've never asked him but Outdoors FAQ, I was on that show a million uh, times. No, I was, and I was on one time for a million minutes. But it still exists. Outdoors FAQ, uh, the Get It On podcast. You can go ahead and listen to those. And uh, and what else? He, he does one other badass thing. Oh, you know, he does all the Loveline stuff. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is a true story. He, he, dude, I didn't realize the depths that Geo goes to, the, the lengths he will go to to try to unearth clips and things like that. Uh He said he found some clip and he told me this is the holy grail of Loveline clips. And I guess there's a clip. Now, brace yourselves, folks, because I know you're thinking to yourself, well, uh, this is not something Mike normally would talk about. And it isn't. But yet I bring it to you because Gio could not believe he found it. He was so happy. Apparently it had been bantered about. There was legends talked about. There were all sorts of uh, people like, you don't know Jon Snow or whatever the fuck. Or you know nothing Jon Snow when he would say that this existed. And uh, it turns out it does. There was some clip where, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Loveline, it's Dr. Drew Pinsky and Adam Carolla uh, who have gone on to create a medium, medium, medium empires, no sir, media empires uh, individually and separately and also together. But uh, there was a show apparently where uh, Adam Carolla, I, I hesitate to even say it, but it's totally true, ladies and gentlemen. Adam Carolla set fire to a, uh, and I, and you know, I don't care for this word really, but I, I'm going to say it. Uh, Adam Carolla set fire to a fart in the studio and, uh, he did it on the air or I don't know if it was off the air. I, I didn't look, I'm not going to delve too much. You tell me that Adam Carolla's lighting farts on fire. That's not a conversation I'm going to be in for a very long time. I'm going to be like the Seinfeld Jeff. He's like, good luck with all that, where he just kind of walks the fuck off. Um, but according to Geo, Jif Geo, this was something people have been looking for forever, and they were told it existed, but they didn't think it did because it was supposedly destroyed, and who the fuck knows? But Geo, get this, finds, I don't even know, like, I don't even want to say it because it sounds fake or phony, and it also sounds like Geo could throw, be thrown in jail for this sort of thing, but he shared it with me, and he said he was sharing it with the masses, but uh, Geo found security footage, <laughs> this is totally true, security footage from the studio 
they, you know, they weren't doing a regular filming. Like, it's not like they had a camera on the two of them in the studio. This is security footage from the control room where all of a sudden the lights go out and then you hear with the audio, he matched the audio and you just see like, you know, you see a fire, a burst of fire show up and Adam Carolla lights a fart. And then, and, and it's just, uh, it's fascinating to me that, you know, to think again, that first of all, that, that anybody, you know, when I was a kid, that was funny. That was dumb shit that we did. We farted into a tape recorder. You hear the noise was fucking so stupid. I remember laughing for days over it, but now I'm like, if you told me, you know, again, Adam Carolla's got 47 TV shows. He, he is literally 24, if he has 24 more television shows, all of the Jolie Pitt kids could sit and watch individual televisions and catch the show. They could do it. They could all catch a different show of Adam Carolla's. Uh, the guy's got 47 fucking television shows. He's a media empire mogul, millionaire, fucking buying old school dragsters and selling them. I mean, he's he's got the career you aspire to if you're doing this as a podcaster, as a broadcaster. You know, because you can't you can't hope to be Letterman. You can't dream and be oh, I'm gonna be Carson. You can't be those dudes. But you could be Corolla if you somehow tapped into a zeitgeist. You could maybe be a Rogan. You know, those those are what I'm aspiring to. Those are the big fucking hitters in my industry. Uh, perhaps someday, if I'm lucky enough, ladies and gentlemen, if I podcast with enough quality and enough quantity for as many years as I could possibly bring it, maybe someday I'll be an Amy Schumer. I'll just say it right now. Sounds like a pipe dream, but maybe Spotify will be out there going, oh, we got to find that guy and we got to we got to hook him up. That dude, you know, well, like, you know what? Let's get him on the Schumer show and see if he can tear some panties. We'll go ahead and line that up and just fucking watch his face flush hot. Uh... God, this, you have no idea how embarrassing it was that it, I couldn't. I mean, because again, panties are thin, but these were just, these were, I mean, and, you know, and, and it was also that thing where you're, when you're ready to, you know, to go at it, you're, you're superhuman. You're like, I can fucking do anything for fuck's sake. You're trying not to tear a woman's legs off for fuck's sake. You know what I mean? Uh, you're so fucking amped up and ready. Uh, you're, you know, you can bang nails through a board with your cock, but I mean, I just, I couldn't tear them. I tried. Uh, so, so Gio sends me the clip. Like, he's like, no, check it out, man. It's fucking Holy Grail. And it's just, and it's this clip. And I watch it. And I think I wrote him and I was like, how do you, like, are you able to show these things? Because again, like I said, it's a spy move. It's totally this thing where it's, it's, it's not even in the broadcast room where they're broadcasting. It's in the control room. So you see the, the board and whoever's in there and through the window, through the window of the control room, you see Corolla and Dr. Drew. And then you just see like a fire cloud. And, uh. And Gio was just like, this is it. This is the Holy Grail. I found it. People have talked about it forever because he's, he's going through tapes like that, man. That's how, that's the lengths he goes to, to bring people the fucking, the, the things that they remember. Cause there's a lot of people, you know, they love line. They grew up with a lot of people listen to it every single fucking night or every week, or I don't even know when it fucking aired, but there were people that was a really huge part of their lives. And so those people, they fucking love Gio because they're, he's like, he's bringing it back. He's like a nostalgia fucking guy. He's like, he's literally like the headless horseman, but with nostalgia, like he's riding through and, and he's just throwing fucking pumpkin bombs full of fucking memories. Uh, I may have confused like nine different pop culture things there, but the point is Gio's doing good things. Go find him at facebook.com slash Giovanni Giorgio Peluso. Uh, he'll be happy. And so will I David Max Hernandez does all of the artwork for this show. All of the music for this show. You can find him all over the place. He's at Facebook slash David Max Hernandez. Be his friend over there. Tell him cool things about himself and he'll agree with you probably. And they'll nod. Uh, but he does all the music, all of the artwork for the show. And I'm very grateful that he does. Uh, but if you want him to do personal artwork for you, and I'm not saying music, I don't think you can commission him to do a song. Who knows? Maybe you can. However, uh, I will tell you that he has a, uh, 
a website of his own called artbydmh.com. That's A-R-T-B-Y-D-M-H.com. You can get on board with him over there and say, hey, dude, why don't you go ahead and do a painting of me? You know what? If you, if you think to yourself, I would love to have a tableau from a security camera footage of Adam Carolla lighting his own fart on fire. I'm sure that Mex will paint that for you, depending if you've got enough greenbacks, folks. That's what he does. And he's also got Valscapes. He's got Guycons. He's got all sorts of stuff there that you can thumb through and check out and purchase. And uh, and you'll be happy that you did, because we love him here. You'll love him there. Yeah, just put him on your wall. Put him in your den. Put him in your man cave. I know a lot of you out there have man caves. Uh, commission a painting of your favorite performer, or or maybe of your son, or maybe somebody, just somebody you know, somebody you've met, somebody you like, uh, some creepy girl from across the way. Some, you know what? Get some binoculars. Look at the building across the alley. Pick out a woman you like and take a surreptitious snapshot, not unlike Geo peering through security footage in a control room, and send that to Mex and see if he'll paint her. Maybe he will. If you got enough money, I'm sure he will. But you'll have to find him first, and you'll do that at artbydmh.com. That's A-R-T-B-Y-D-M-H dot com. This is The 40-Year-Old Boy, and coming up later, 12 Inches, I'd Have to Fuck You Twice. Mitchell Angel. Mitchell Angel. Mitchell Angel. Mitchell Angel. Dude, 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 dude. What? Mitchell Angel. Mitchell Angel. Mitchell Angel. Mitchell Angel. Mitchell Angel. Dude, dude, dude. Mitchell Angel. Mitchell Angel. Mitchell Angel. Mitchell Angel. Mitchell Angel. Angel. Aw, everybody. That's a bad radio guy uh, coming out of whatever I just played. I have no idea what I just played, but, but it seemed appropriate to do that voice in the moment just then. Who wants to be an Uber driver out there? Who among you out there thinks to themselves, you know what, I got to go ahead and drive for Uber because Mike makes it sound so goddamn glamorous, and maybe I'll pick up a couple of ladies in a Darby conversation of my own. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, if you want to be an Uber driver or a Lyft driver, first of all, I want to send some thanks out. Uh, hey, Melvin, you're out there. You signed up to be both an Uber and a Lyft driver. You're the coolest. Thank you. I think I might have just said driver. Uh, you're the coolest. Thank you for doing that. Get out there. Drive people around. Make them happy. Take them here and to and fro. Uh, and get on the road soon because it expires. Like it's this weird, here's the thing. Like they're like, Hey man, if this guy does, what was it? Um, 150 rides his first 30 days, you get 300 bucks. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Nobody's going to go drive 45 fucking rides a week. I mean, it's just, unless you're making this your full-time job right off the jump, but you know what, Melvin, if you can do that for Lyft, that would be great. But also you sign up for Uber and they're like, Hey, the second he gets this many things, it's like, ah, well, you can't do that and Lyft at the same time. So, Hey, Melvin here, I'm here to tell you, do Lyft first and do, and just make a million rides. So stupid. I'm, I'm controlling Melvin's mind through the fucking airwaves. Uh, you're super cool, Melvin. Thank you for signing up for that. And Hey, someone, I got a first time rider who got me five bucks. Thank you. Somebody who just put the Uber app on your phone. It doesn't tell me who, but I got, I know I got the money and it made me very happy. So thank you. I, I need that. A Blinken. I need that Finn. Uh, Finn always helps. 
So, uh, so what are they talking about? So, oh yeah, be, they're gonna give you the codes, man. If you want to be a driver or a rider, a first-time rider, or you want to be a driver, if you want to do Lyft, uh, use my code. And these are all caps: M I K E seven two double O five seven. That's M I K E Mike seven two double O five seven. If you want to be an Uber driver, use the code. And these are all lowercase: D J Z W one Y T T U E. D J Z W one Y T T U E. And then, uh, you know, I get uh, some, some a taste of that if you wind up on the road. And if you don't, that's fine. Because I, I told you I've had many people sign up for it, which is pretty cool. And then decide to themselves, you know what? This is not my fucking bag. And I totally get that. So if you don't want to do it, that's great. But if you sign up and you do complete some rides, you get money and I get money and everybody's happy. So that's pretty cool. And thank you for thinking of me. And thank you for thinking of Uber because God knows they need the fucking help. Uh, folks, I've got to tell you about some other things that I've got coming up. All sorts of tour dates. As you know, I'm going to be in Cincinnati, Cincinnati, July 7th, Saturday night at the Clifton Performance Theater. Tickets are available at brownpapertickets.com. That's the Clifton Performance Theater in Cincinnati. I want to thank our friend Mark, who just bought a couple of tickets to that. Thank you, Mark. Uh, Cincinnati, 7-7-18 at the Clifton Performance Theater. I think I got the show at eight o'clock possibly. Uh, and that day I'll be doing the Spartan Sprint and I don't know, I'm going to fucking die. I mean, I'm, I'm just calling my shot right now. I was talking to Colette who's in Cincinnati now. And she's like, Hey, I'm doing this for you. I'm with you. I'm really excited. And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm also excited. I go, I'm, I'm just, I'm starting hardcore training. Now I've changed. And my dude, my abs are all fucked up because today we did planks into pushups. So like I had to do a plank for 10 seconds into a push-up position for 10 seconds into a plank for 10 seconds, push up, you know, it's basically you're, it's a full minute, but you're, you're alternating plank, push up, plank, push up, plank, push up. And, uh, and I know that doesn't sound like a lot and it doesn't sound like a minute, but when you're, when you're ringing in at three, three fifty these days, uh, which, and by the way, I might be lying. I might be three sixty. I might've really let myself go. Who the fuck knows? I don't want, I don't want to step on the fucking scale. Uh, but the point is I want to lose like 30 pounds before I even get to Cincinnati. And it, by the way, I wanted to lose 50 and, and then a month got away from me. Hi, how you doing? Things are changing though. I promise. <laughs> but, uh, but I, you know, I remember the warrior dash and how that was a fucking, three hour fucking slog. And, and I, and I got saved by people. I had to jump through fire and there's video that exists of me being just limping through the course. Uh, and so Colette and I are both like, Jesus, what am I going to do here? And I was like, I don't know, man. I go, and she's like, well, if you want to go ahead of me, I'm like, why the fuck would I ever go ahead of you? And we're doing this together, man. I mean, I, and, and believe me, if you want to go ahead of me, go ahead. She's like, oh my God, I'm never going to get ahead of you. And I'm like, all right, good. Here's the thing. Why don't, when they say start, why don't we just lay down and take a nap right there at the starting line, which doubles as the finish line. So then we can say, we already finished. We're already there. We wind up, we wake up, everybody's like, ah, <laughs> we're all refreshed. We're excited. Um, but the bottom line is there's the Spartan Sprint if you want to run with us in that thing, which I, I'm sure you don't. But uh, but the show that night is much more important. At the Clifton Performance Theater, come and see me do stand-up. Uh, I, and I will tell you this. I was I was talking to uh, someone who helps me a lot. His name is Gio. And he's like, because I mean, you know, I'm uh, I'm sweating the tickets, man. You know what I mean? It's like I've got these shows coming up. I'm in Cincinnati. I'm in Seattle. Well, let me tell you about that first. I'm in Cincinnati July 7th at the Clifton Performance Theater. I'm in Seattle two nights, Thursday, August 9th. The Political Vigilante Show with Graham Elwood. I'm opening that show, and I'll be doing some topical stand-up. And then Saturday, August 11th at the Jewel Box at the Rendezvous in Seattle. I'm uh, I'm going to be closing that show with stories and, and stand-up, and Graham will be going before me and doing the same exact thing. So me and Graham Elwood, Thursday, 8, 9, and then Saturday, 8, 11, 18. Uh, buy tickets is also available. Brown paper tickets from all of these shows. Cincinnati, the two shows in Seattle. Um, 
But when I talked to Gio, he's like, I, I was, you know, I'm, I was like, man, I'm, I'm kind of worried about these tickets. Like, I'm not, they're not moving or whatever the fuck. And he's like, well, dude, first of all, nobody leaves their house anymore. They all got Netflix. And I'm like, yeah, but it's not, that's not the case, man. I've come to Seattle. I've sold tickets before. I've done good. And a city I've never been in, like Cincinnati, you would hope there would be okay. And he's just like, well, you know, the thing is, you're not telling anybody what you're doing. Like, uh, the last show, you did a Kickstarter. It was focused. It was a one-man show. It had a title. It was a tour. And uh, this time you're just kind of showing up. And I go, does it really seem that slapdash? And he's like, well, he goes, I don't know what you're doing. He goes, I'm hoping to come to Seattle, but I don't even know what you're doing. I go, yeah, but I'm I'm coming there live. Like, I'm going to be on stage kind of doing what I do on the podcast, but I'll be doing it live. He's like, well, that, that's, you know, I don't know if that's enough. And I'm like, yeah, I guess maybe it isn't. <laughs> so it's, I maybe done myself a disservice by not coming up. And it was funny. I will also tell you this. Mex said, hey, you should brand this tour. Like, are you going to brand it? And I go, nah, not yet, man, because I'm not, I'm going to do a couple of shows in the summer and tie them in because I'll be in these cities anyway. And I'm going to just try to feel out and try to build some material, try to tell some stories. And I'm putting together a show. And Max is like, well, are you going to brand it or not? And I'm like, nah, not really. I mean, I don't think it's time to brand it because I'm not putting together a string of dates. You know, I don't want to, because I don't want to brand something and call it a tour and do two shows and then never, and then not do another show for six months. Uh, that was my thinking. But even Max was like, you know, you should probably brand this. It gives people an idea of what they're coming to see. So, so, you know, Dave told me that fucking four months ago or three months ago. So, I mean, I've heard that and I've heard these guys. I just didn't, I didn't want to do it because I, like I said, I'd be workshopping stories. And again, I hadn't, I, I was on the fence. I didn't know what I was going to do. There was one idea I had and I thought, well, when I go to these cities, I'll try stories like that and try to group them together. It's, it's a workshopping thing. But I guess if I'm asking you to pay, you guys want to know exactly what you're getting, but what you're getting is me live. And I mean, I, I thought that would be enough and I guess it's not, but the point is come and make it enough by buying a ticket. Jesus Christ. Do you need to hear me fucking going on and on? Maybe you do. Cause I'm hearing when people are like, God damn, we love, we actually love to hear when you deconstruct your fucking brain on, on the show. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, good luck. Um, so Cincinnati and Seattle, tickets available, brown paper tickets, Cincinnati 7-7, Seattle uh, Thursday 8-9 and Saturday 8-11. Tickets are on sale for those. The Thursday 8-9 show is a political vigilante show, and I will be doing the opening slot for our friend Graham Elwood, and then he'll be opening for me on Saturday. Or It's just a show together. It doesn't fucking matter. But, uh, but boy, if you want to hear about politics, come on to that Thursday show. Oh, my Christ. And who doesn't want to these days? And I don't mean to undersell it. Graham, what he does is fucking brilliant and awesome. Uh, I'm just going to do what I can and do the best I can. I, I don't, I don't want to brand that either. I don't want to brand anything, goddammit. Uh, folks, did you know there's a Cameo app? There is. It's on your phone. It is. It's also online. It is. Yes, it is. Just If you Google Cameo video shoutouts. Uh, you can hire me to do a video shout out. Would you? Probably not, but it still exists. It's a possibility. It lurks out there just in case. Uh, I've also been, I've heard from people who doesn't think that me doing this was a good idea. And I'm like, all right, well, everybody's got some advice for me. Um, but they're out there, you know, it exists if you want to go ahead and do it. And I, you know, I got to admit, I had some reservations as well, but it was a friend and I, whatever the fuck the point is I'm good at it. It exists. If you want me to do it, great. And if you don't, I totally understand it. That's fine. Uh, and this is why I could never hold a sales job when I was a kid. Um, hey, also this weekend, I'm at Max FunCon, uh, which is Jesse, uh, Jesse Thorne's huge maximum fun convention. It is in Lake Arrowhead on this weekend. I'm only doing a 10 minute standup set. I'm doing it Saturday night at the standup show. And, uh, and I'm excited. Kate Willett will be there. Some other very funny comedians. And, and I'm excited to meet people who are from that show or who might like me and who might not. Uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens, but it's, and like I said, it's only a 10 minute set. And, uh, and I get, you know, bananas in my head where I'm like, nah, I don't know. That's going to be, well, I don't do stand up anymore, but I fuck it. I'm going to go be funny. I'm going to be funny for 10 fucking minutes. And, uh, 
uh, and if it doesn't work, I'll drive in a Lake Arrowhead and you'll find my corpse later. You'll just find my, all of the Lake Arrowhead piranha will chew me up and you'll just find my skeleton floating in my front fucking seat. Um, but Max FunCon exists. And I, you know what? All this weekend, maybe I'll be doing some, uh, I'll try to do some live stuff, like some Instagrams and things like that and just kind of reach out to you people. And uh, so follow me again. Like I said, on Instagram, I don't think I'll be doing any Snapchats, but I mean, you know, Instagram's a fun thing. I'm finding out and uh, whatever it's out, it's out there. So, and also maybe I'll do a Patreon video. Perhaps I'll tape my set and put it up on Patreon. Perhaps I'll do that. If I can find a way to set it up. Um, oh, by the way, now that I mentioned that, did you know that I have a Patreon? Of course you knew. I tell you all the goddamn time and I'm going to tell you again, patreon.com. You look for uh, the 40 year old boy or, uh, you know, I don't think it's Mike for a while, just, just Google Mike Schmidt, Patreon. And it'll come up. Mike Schmidt is creating comedy and podcasts. And uh, if you want to become a monthly member, that's fantastic. Thank you. Um, have I done enough with this? No, I have not. You guys have been all very generous and very cool, but please know that there are plans in the coming, uh, in the, I know I keep putting you off with this. Uh, you know, cause my Twitch channel, like I said, I'm also at Twitch and, uh, it's the 40 year old boy. And it's all, it's all together. No underscores or anything. It's, you know, T-H-E-4-0-Y-E-A-R-O-L-D-B-O-Y. If you want to follow me on Twitch, because that's going to be up and running in a couple of months, six weeks, a couple of months. Uh, I just got to learn a bunch of stuff and figure it all out, but it's going to be up and it's going to be, I'm going to be streaming every day. I'll talk more about that next week um, because I was going to talk about it this week, but we got, look how we got all caught up in, in the Jolie Pitt extravaganza. But um Follow me at Twitch. I've got some followers now and there will be some streams coming up where I'm testing stuff. What the fuck? Who cares? But it's, it's, there are grandiose plans uh, for that as well as for Patreon going forward and all sorts of different things. So if you want to be a patron at Patreon, that's fantastic. Thank you. If you want to subscribe to me at Twitch, that's totally free. Uh, that stuff's all available. If you want to go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com, go to the Joe business page. We got all sorts of stuff on there. Still some stuff for sale. Uh, and that's, and that's cool. Thank you. I, I just sold a box set this week, which was fucking amazing. And I, I don't, again, I don't know if the person wants me to say their name. Uh, well, maybe I, you know, fuck it. I'll just say their first name. Let's find them. Hold on. I'm going to go ahead and pull this up because I'm obviously not prepared. I wasn't going to say this person's name because it seemed like a not so cool thing to do, but I'm going to go ahead and find it as I'm vamping now, as I'm trying to pull up the screen and see exactly what this person's name is. And, uh, this person is a very nice person named Debbie. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, I can't say her last name, but Debbie was very nice enough to buy a box set. And also, by the way, it, it might not have been Debbie who bought it. It could have been somebody using Debbie's information. And I don't mean they stole it. I mean, sometimes I've had that happen where I'm like, Oh, that's, uh, that's cool. And then I'll write the person and they'll go, yeah, no, I bought it for my son or I bought it for a friend or whatever. So, uh, but whatever, Debbie, thank you for buying the box set. You, I send it all to you and I hope it's great. And also Debbie bought tickets to Cincinnati. So thank you for that. Or Seattle, maybe it might've been, I don't know. She's coming to one of the shows or, or somebody who, who might be Debbie. I don't know what the fuck, who cares? Regardless, the point is, thank you, Debbie. That was really cool of you. Um, and, th- and thank you to people who've written to me, you know, people like, uh, uh, our, our friend Steven has written me every who writes nice things. Mark, who I told you bought tickets to come see me. And he, he's always been writing me these really nice things, complimenting the show. And, uh, and thank you to everybody who reaches out because God damn it. Um, I'd love to pretend that I don't need that, but I need it. So when you reach out and you tell me you like a show, you think it's funny, you quote something from the show and it, it makes me think we're doing a good job here and it makes me happy. And I, uh, you know me, I've been in my fucking head for a long time. I'm trying to break the fuck out of this goddamn weird prison. Uh, but, and I'm doing it. I think I'm doing it. We'll see. But it's, it's just, 
you know, the next couple of months are going to be really crucial. A lot of cool stuff coming up. The Twitch streaming is, is going to be a big deal. I'm really looking forward to it. And then year 11 of the podcast, all sorts of neat stuff coming up that, uh, but neat. Hi, you know what? Fucking Madonna just put her fingers down her throat when I just described what the fuck we got coming up. Uh, but, oh, but like I mentioned, go to mikespeakcomedy.com. You go to the Joe business page. We got stuff on there for sale. Uh, but also, you know, we got the Amazon link and that's really important. If you go ahead and use the Amazon link, it doesn't cost you a thing, man. You just click on the Amazon link and then you're on our, and you're in all of a sudden you go right through to Amazon and you're shopping and then we get money. They get money. You get stuff. You're buying stuff at Amazon anyway, man. So why not use the link? It really helps the show out. You click on it and say, and it zooms through. It costs you nothing. It costs you one second, one step of going to my website. Well, actually two steps of going to then to Joe, well, three steps. You go to my website, go to the Joe business page and then click on the Amazon link. Boom. Now you're in Amazon, you're shopping, you're doing stuff. We get money. They get money. You get stuff. It's perfect. It's a fantastic uh, extravaganza. It works out great for them, for me, for you, for everybody. You're buying stuff. I get to see everything you buy. They give me your home address. I get to look through your fucking computer and see you using it. Uh, a lot of that's not true, but still the point is, uh, we get money. They get money. You get stuff. Please use the Amazon link at the Joe business page at Mike Schmidt comedy.com. And, uh, and now folks, let's talk about solo. No, let's not. I didn't see solo, but I wanted to talk about the fucking, well, I don't need, this is a cheesy way to get out of here. Eh, you know, well, cause you know what? I was going to talk about this during the fucking show. Uh, because as we know, the internet's a fucking, it's a zoo. It's a terrible place. And I saw a story where the fucking girl who was in star Wars had to take down all of her Instagram stuff because people are harassing her and putting up racist comments because she dared to be Asian in star Wars, man, what the fuck is wrong with people? I I just let people live their lives. Let people be happy. Let people do the things that they want to do and let actors act. And and now look, full disclosure. Uh, did I care for that chick in that movie? Not really. Should I not call her a chick? Probably. Um, but that's not her fault. And I'm not saying she's a bad actress. I'm saying it was a bad role and it shouldn't have been, it shouldn't have been written. Uh, I, I don't know why. And look, I don't want to spoil stuff. Uh, it's like, there's still stuff I want to talk about for civil war, but I can't spoil it. I mean, it's just, I, but, but I, you know, <laughs> some people have written me and they want to know what the guy said at the end of civil war. And I'm like, well, I can't tell you that without spoiling the fucking story. And if you've seen the movie, you know exactly what I'm talking about, but whatever the fuck. Um, like when I saw Deadpool, I don't want to spoil stuff. There's there's a brilliant thing, uh, brilliant. I I, almost, I did a roll there and I didn't mean to. God damn it, I can't do it again. Um, brilliant. There you go. Um, it was so important for me to get that done. Uh, if you haven't seen Deadpool, you had Deadpool. Jesus fuck, get out of here. Deadpool. If you haven't seen it, you got to see it because there's the. I want to talk about the end credits scene. That's all I'll say. Uh, and also because there's some stuff, if you don't know, uh, there's a, there's a thing, whatever the fuck I'll share it with you. It, write me. Cause I, I can't wait to share the story with you or tell you about it. If you've seen it and you might already know what the fuck I'm talking about, but if you don't, that's fine. Uh, but this, but leave this girl alone, man, you know, fucking star Wars idiots. I don't know what the fuck I, I, I just don't get it. Just like it. Just like a movie. Be cool. That's all you gotta do. Be cool. And if it's not for you, then you just go, Oh, maybe this wasn't for me. All right. I'm sure. You know what? Cause I'll tell you what, if you didn't like a star war, if, the, if you saw a Star Wars and you didn't like it, The Last Rogue or The Jedi, whatever the fuck, or I'm sorry, The Last Jedi and Rogue One and all of those movies, if, if you didn't like them, I got news for you. Stick around. Wait four months. Because either a fucking young adult novel or a video game or a comic book or some bullshit. You know what? Some guy on the fucking side of the street in a Luke Skywalker outfit will come up panhandling to you and he'll say something you like and you go, oh, I remember that from the movie. That's great. And then the two of you will drink fucking blue milk out of a walrus's tit and you'll all be happy with one another. Who the fuck cares? It's fucking Star Wars. Grow up. Why are you harassing people? Why are you upset? Who's mad at a, an Asian chick? It's just like one of those guys were like, oh my God, there's too many women and the women are the fucking bosses in this movie and the men are dumb. So what? 
It's fucking Star Wars. Half the cast are mops and Roombas. That's the entire fucking cast of Star Wars. It's Oliver, Oscar Isaac, Carrie Fisher's ghost, a Roomba, and four mops. That's the whole fucking cast and the Asian girl. But they're not bringing the Asian girl back now because she doesn't want to fucking do it. Because she's going to go off and do real movies, you fucks. She's not going to drive a land speeder into a, into a guy's fucking thing to save everybody from Rilo Ken. And, and then there's a, a Jedi fight and uh, everybody's sad because she shouldn't have done that. And then she was. And look, did I have a problem with that fucking story? I did. I don't like the fact that, again, the entire movie is, hey, we're out of gas. I didn't care for that. That's not fucking great. But at the same time, so what? Because, again, like I said, man, you didn't like it. Stick around. There's another Star Wars coming. They're making a Solo movie. Oh, they made it already? Well, they're going to make a Lando movie. They're probably going to make a Boba Fett movie. They're probably going to make a movie of those fucking... Uh, a Jawa movie. Stick around. There's a Jawa movie. It's going to be a Tusken Raider movie. You know what they're going to do? They're going to do a prequel of the Tauntaun that fucking Han cut in half to keep Luke warm. They're going to fucking do that movie. You're going to see that thing get born and raised in an animated feature until you cry your eyes out when it gets killed like Bambi's mom so fucking Luke can stay warm. And it'll change the way you look at that scene. Before you were like, oh my God, you got to sacrifice a couple... Look, if you want to make an omelet, you got to break a couple of tauntauns and you got to keep a Luke warm. But now you fucking see it and you're going to be like, oh my God, I watched him grow up. It was so terrible. You're going to see all of this bullshit coming up. So why the fuck? Just leave this poor girl alone, all right? Literally, the cast of this fucking show, like I just said, it's literally... It's Carrie Fisher's ghost... A really mean Laura Dern, Oscar Isaac, four raccoons, ten mops, and a bunch of Roombas. See you. 